everybody, and welcome to Mass Effect Majors. Now, the easy joke here is, oh, oh no. who did you fuck in the game? But actually, what I want to ask you, Liam Me? Sr., okay. is how many tasks can you stand in a video game before it becomes more anxiety-inducing than actual real life? I don't know. I, I've, I've only been playing uh, the Catan game on my phone. Everybody, this is Media Majors. <laughs> the podcast where we do a 15-second bit at the beginning. Is it a bit? Is It's more of a bitlet. I haven't played Ma- Mass Effect, so I don't know why everyone's hemming and hawing all, all, all over it. I, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's a fine game. It's all right. And uh, I haven't been playing the Catan phone game, but uh, past guest Jane has been. And she gave me a look of anger when I mentioned it. Anyways, this is Media Majors. I was just about to say that. That's so mm. weird. That we were yeah. both about to say the name. This is Media Majors, a podcast, a storytelling podcast about major media. I'm Liam Senior, and I like the world of show business, uh, which is like movies and shit. And my name is Tom Lockney, and I'm really into video games and internet culture. And we try to tell each other a fun story from our respective mediums to try and blow each other's minds and liam i believe that you have the first story this week i do but i just want to say that sometimes they're fun sometimes they're quite bummer stories just uh, oh yeah just uh, a lot of very sad oubliettes so yeah ups uh, and downs here on media majors luckily today we got a silly one tom the year is 1957 Oh, the year the television was invented. No. I don't know if that's true. It is not true. It is incorrect. <laughs> uh, actor William Holden is the first thespian mm-hmm. to be paid a million dollars for a role in a movie. What's he holding? How dare you? It's not even <laughs> the correct spelling. It's Holden. Like Holden Caulfield, everyone's no. favorite literary protagonist. So for this role on Bridge of the River Kwai... He makes a million dollars. And since then, actors have been paid an absurd amount of money for pretending, for playing pretend. Yeah. And it's great. Uh, Since then, actors have been paid an absurd amount of money. Uh, Keanu Reeves has been paid up to $30 million. And he, and let's be honest, earned every petty. Oh, yeah. Keanu, you're my boy. An additional, additional $120 million from doing points on the back end. (laughs) Johnny Depp has been paid 50 million for his post i think third pirates of the caribbean outings robert downey jr gets the same paycheck for marvel movies now uh non-cameos so like civil war and avengers 2 and leonardo dicaprio has been paid 77 million dollars plus money from being a producer for a single role as well Oh, my God. Uh, In case you're also curious, the first woman to be paid a million dollars for a role happened in 1963. The year they invented the radio. How? How does that work? (laughs) Well, you know, you got to be able to see before you can hear. False. Just like a baby. No. (laughs) This is all madness. It was Elizabeth Taylor for her role in Cleopatra. With a lot of money comes some weird, weird purchases. Uh, For example... Johnny Depp is in a lawsuit regarding his $30,000 a month wine habit. I'm sorry, listeners. I just edited out a, like, full 20 seconds of silence of me staring at Liam 
jaw agape. That's fucking crazy. How how expensive is the wine that you're getting? How expensive is the wine that you're getting, I homie? I don't know. Dude, we'll do a whole Johnny Depp oh my God. episode in the future because he's got enough weirdness under his belt for a full episode. Yeah. But yeah, he was spending $30,000 a month on wine, which is $360,000 a year Jeez. on wine. Oh the worst oh of God. the booze. Oh my God. But... That doesn't even come close to Hollywood's most eccentric money man. Oh, oh, can I, can I guess? Tom, you get three guesses. Um. And the first two don't count. Just kidding, they do. Mandy Patankin. No. Just, uh, you know what? I'll admit, I knew that it was not Mandy Patankin. I just wanted to say Mandy Patankin. I hate to do this to you. It's Mandy Patankin. How could you do this to me on the day of my birth? It's not my birthday. On the day of my be. daughter's wedding. Yeah. Which you didn't invite me to, Tom. Okay, then I'll skip I'll skip to my actual guess. Is it a man named Nicolas Cage? It is Nicolas Cage. Yes. Today's story is about every single crazy thing that Nicolas Cage has purchased with his own money. Yes! Oh Liam! Oh, you brought me you brought me this wonderful gift on this the day of my daughter's uh, wedding. Yes! Uh, also, um, Mazel Tov to Patricia and Ian. I'm so happy for both of them. He in 2009 Forbes, uh, the only like actual payment thing I could find on him. He made 40 million in 2009, and I think that was before the um, like three movies a year machine that he kind of became in the 2010s, where he was just doing kind of shitty movie after shitty movie but still made like a ton of money so he has gotten in trouble for tax evasion but before that he bought a lot of shit let's start with the normal stuff vehicles so he has a Gulfstream jet okay i get it you're famous you gotta go places you don't want to have to do normal air travel gotta have you want to be able to press a button and have an entire bar come out of the seat in front of you you gotta be able to do peyote on the flight if you're Nicolas cage i assume that's what you're doing Absolutely. Without uh, a doubt. He also has the Shaw of Iran's Lambo. In 1997, Nicolas Cage bought a Lamborghini Miria SVJ. I don't know a lot about cars. For $450,000, and it turned out that it used to belong to the late Shaw of Iran. Huh. Huh. Are we sure that Need for Speed is not a loose adaption of Nicolas Cage's life? It's funny you mention that and you don't talk about the car chase movie Nicolas Cage was actually in, Gone in 60 Seconds, with Angelina Jolie. It's oh. incredible. Where they, It is uh, sort of the, pr- I'd say you could call it the prototype for the current Fast and the Furious movies. Pets! You know, Nicolas Cage is no Jay Leno. He doesn't have a fucking garage filled with old cars he doesn't drive. But he has a lot of pets. He has an octopus. Okay. Okay. Octopi can be pretty cute. Oh, they're octopodes, correct plural, because oh, it's a Greek pardon word. Pardon me. Uh, octopodes are incredible cr- creatures. They are super intelligent, intelligent unlike this dum-dum here, who said intelligent. <laughs> uh, they have um, three hearts, uh, eight legs, and... Hold on. Um, uh, my octopo- octopodes expert is sign-languaging me the... Do you want to get on mic and talk about octopodes for, like, two seconds? Kind of. Okay. Uh, okay, so I, I really like uh, octopodes. Or you can say octopuses. Like, I'm not going to be a dick about uh, it. O- Tom said octopi. Yeah, it's weirdly not that. But that sounds right. That sounds like the smart one. Hi, media majors. Uh, resident octopus nerd here, Jane. Um, They have three hearts, 
They have blue blood. You should cut this. Um, they a lot of them are poisonous, and they have these cool rings, and they're also super intelligent. Not super, super intelligent. I highly encourage everyone to look up uh, stuff about octopuses. There's this really famous one that was stuck in an aquarium, and for months and months, the aquarium couldn't figure out why this one light kept going out at night. And they watched security footage, and they figured out that the octopus had timed when the guards would come by at night, and then it would squirt water out of its tank at the light to short it out because the light was, like, bothering it. And they didn't like it. There's uh, tons of videos of if you screw an octopus inside like a jar or a container, it can unscrew from the inside. Um, they have opinions. They have emotions. They form colonies. They are smarter than humans. They if have. They land. They would take us all over. They're better than us. They have cognition and emotions, so they have perception essentially. That wow. was very fun. Thank you, Jane. That was yeah. our our little guest bird. Yeah. So Nicholas Cage has a pet. Octopod. Oh, also hi, Tom. <laughs> hey Jane. He has two albino pythons, and that's not just the tickets to the Nick Cage gun show. Oh yeah, <laughs> those are actual snakes. He has a crocodile. What the fuck? And if you get a crocodile, you gotta get the ocean equivalent. He has a shark. What? Like a fucking Bond villain. Oh my god! What could you possibly need a shark for? Other than really, a really cool suicide. For attaching lasers to it and demanding the UN give you a billion dollars, I don't know what else. Okay. Sharks are for spy movie villains only, and that is it. And then th these aren't pets. These are just um, dead things he has. Ew. Including a bunch of shrunken pygmy heads. Why? What? What's, wait. Fun learning experience. What is a pygmy? So a pygmy is the, um, it's debated whether or not that term is offensive. It, it actually refers to the stature of, uh, like, island natives from I, anywhere from the South Pacific to off the coast of the South America, to, oh, anywhere. And they're just uh, small native people. So he has, wait, he has real human heads? He has shrunken. Real human real, heads, Well, though. they're shrunken heads. But like, but like a real human head, though. Yeah. Like a real human head, though? Like real fucking human heads. But do you know what he has to go with the human heads? I don't. The skull of a Tyrannosaurus Rex that he outbid Leonardo DiCaprio for. Actors are so fucking weird, Tom, man. the next line I have written down is actors are so weird. <laughs> Great minds, Liam. He has a pyramid tombstone from when he dies. Oh, yeah, that one I've heard about. That that's pretty boss. It says this is the under miscellaneous. It says on it Omni Ab Uno, which translates to everything from one, like a crazy person would. And then he paid one point six million dollars for Action Comics number one and Detective Comics number thirty eight. Tom, why would he pay money for those that much money for those two comics? Can you guess why? Uh, one is Superman and one is the Batman. You're half right. It's the introductions, the first ever appearances of those characters. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's a comic book that's about 10 pages, and he dropped over a million dollars on it. Oh, my God. I can't believe the world that we live in that people are allowed to do that. Tom, let's talk property. In August 2007, Cage purchased C Gray Craig. Surprisingly, not a character I've come up with. Huh. Hey, hey, I'm Gray Craig. My skin's all fucked up. 
I don't know what it is. Doctors are baffled. I'm Grey Craig. I got Stone Man's disease. A real disease that calcifies your bones and skin and tarot. Sometimes on a particularly windy day, you can just see my skin blow off into dust. I'm Grey Craig. <laughs> That's just me choking on my own dust skin. I'm Grey Craig. I'm basically the Sandman. Grey Craig is not a supervillain, but actually a 24,000 square foot brick and stone country manor in Middletown, Rhode Island. Named Grey Craig, though. Yeah. Grey Craig. It occupies 26 acres. It has 12 bedrooms and 10 full bathrooms and overlooks the Atlantic Ocean. I, you know what? I do like Grey Craig, but I prefer my good friend Cray Greg. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Hit up He's a couple crazy. bars with Cray Greg. You'll lose your mind. It, it was the most expensive. Uh, this is great. It was the most <laughs> expensive residential purchase in Rhode Island in that year until later. A sale mm. for uh, $17.15 million purchase of the Miramar Mansion by, like, a college or, like, an estate. Like, a place where it's like, like yeah, you would, drop, yeah. you would drop that much money, not a dude who made Drive Angry. <laughs> Tom, let's oh, talk God. about haunted mansions, because Nick Cage owns one. Let's. In the 1800s, there was a socialite serial killer named Madame LaLaurie. Uh, the basis of Kathy Bates' character in American Horror Story Coven. So she's tortured slaves. And uh, Nicolas Cage bought her mansion. It's for sure haunted. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You. I mean, uh, uh, do you believe in ghosts, Liam? I think we've talked about this before, but just so we can get it on the record for this discussion. So I don't believe in, like, the concept of an afterlife that religion makes you force down. Uh... I believe that places of where great evil and atrocities uh, have occurred definitely have a lingering presence that like some bad energy. Yeah, I I definitely this sounds so dumb saying it out loud, but it, it, I just I believe that there is an energy that connects all living thing all living beings together. Some people refer to that connection as God or religion. I just think of it as a really cool green energy because I'm a big dork, and yeah. for sure you can get some negative energy. Do you believe in ghosts, Tom? It's I sort of a similar thing to you. I, yeah. I sort of believe in a more energy thing. Let's talk castles. That's right. Castles. Multiple. Why? Why do you need a castle? No, no, Tom. He doesn't have, Nicolas Cage doesn't have one castle. Oh, my God. He bought the medieval castle Schloss Neidstein in Ober, Oberpfalz region in Germany in 2006 and then sold it three years later. He also purchased Midford Castle in England after selling the German castle. He also had to put up his homes in Rhode Island, Louisiana, Nevada, and California, and as well as a $7 million property he purchased, and our final entry into the weirdness of Nick Cage. This is purchasing. Wow. Um, well, Liam, I have a theory. Why don't we just, everybody, everybody, you listening, and us, and everybody, let's go kill a bunch of actors and take their money yeah also tom do you know what the last item is gonna be media majors does not support murder continue do you know, we really don't we support nazi punching though yes i would like you to guess what the last item is oh god um what's the most famous of his purchases well we've covered uh air land and sea so I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's space. Does he own a space rocket? You're close, actually. 
in May 2006, he bought a 40-acre island in the Exuma Archipelago, 85 miles southeast of Nassau, where Nassau is, mm-hmm. similar to an islands owned by Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, and Johnny Depp. Oh. Gotta go, gotta go hang on your private island with Tim McGraw. <laughs> what a terrible neighbor situation. Oh, God. Tim McGraw, damn. And that, and he unfortunately, he had to sell a different island. He bought part of an island in the Bahamas two years earlier that he unfortunately had to sell. Oh, that poor man. What is he gonna, what's he gonna do now? I don't know, but Tom, that so ends Nicolas Cage's lists. How are people allowed to do that? In a story I like to call Mo Money, Mo Madness. <laughs> All right, Liam, thank you for that. <sighs> <laughs> you thought it was going to be fun, and then per- and then you realize that this is real life, that this oh is my real. God. That this is reality. Liam. Mm-hmm. Let's go back. Not that, not too long, not too far. Okay. Not, we're not going back to the 1940s when the dirigible was first invented. We're going to... I, is that a video game thing? Dirigible? I don't know what I you're saying. I think it's a car. <laughs> In February of 2013, a man going only by the name of Kai is a passenger in a stranger's vehicle. He is hitchhiking through California when the driver, a man by the name of Jet Simmons, suddenly has a violent breakdown. See, this already are the types of stories I wanted to be told. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, this this story takes some dark turns. We just had a silly one. Yeah. I'm going I'm to bring the mood down a little bit, guys. I hope you enjoyed your bag of Skittles. We're about to eat some blood pudding. Yeah, so uh, straight up, like, I- I'm going to put, like, a broad trigger warning in this. Just, you know, like... Here, do you want to say what the trigger warning is while I take my headphones off so I'm still surprised? Yes. All right. Uh, uh, rape, sexual violence, child abuse. Yeah, so if that's going to set you off, I would maybe give this one a pass. All right, Liam, put those headphones back on. Hello. Let's do this. After relating to Kai a tale of raping a minor, he says, quote, You know what? I come to realize that I'm Jesus Christ, and I can do anything I fucking want to. I just asked if I could change the radio station! (laughs) He then proceeded to drive his car into a PG&E utility crew. (laughs) Wait, 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 hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Hold on a second, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone. Because, like, this dude got in a truck, and then all of a sudden this guy was like, let me tell you about a terrible thing I did, and let yeah. me drive you into utility vehicles? <laughs> let me make you an accomplice to murder. Oh my god. He strikes one of the workers, Do you think him. Kai was thinking, like, ah, oh, the one time I hitchhiked. Oh, this one time. And the fucking hitcher, like, Eric, the, Eric Red's fantasies come true. It's a great <laughs> screenwriter joke. Jet then proceeded to exit his vehicle and beat the injured worker before attacking a female bystander attempting to intervene. What is happening? I know! What is happening? Is Kai still in the truck? Is he not like, I'm out of here? Well, then Kai... Calls the police. Gets out of the vehicle and beats the man into submission with the flat back of a hatchet. Wait, okay. Flag on the fucking plane. Where did he get a hatchet? 
Where did that item... What? What? Did he beat a quest and got the hatchet of truth before I started the game? He's a hitchhiker. He does not have a home. He just has a pack on his back and a working thumb. Jesus Liam. fucking Christ. And shortly thereafter, he would give a life-changing interview. I'm one of the yeah. heroes. Yeah. Can we talk to you? Do you mind? What do you want to talk about? What happened? <laughs> what do you want to uh, talk about? Went straight out of Dogtown, skateboarding, surfing it up. Before I say anything else, I want to say no matter what you've done, you deserve respect. Even if you make mistakes, you're lovable. And it doesn't matter your look, skills, or age, or size, or anything. You're worthwhile. No one could ever take that away from you. Now, I love it. this stuff right here, I was driving and I, well, I was in the passenger side of this fucker's car. And he comes over on there. He was over by the recycling center. He says, oh, when I was in the Virgin Islands, 30 years old on a business trip, I, 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 I fucked this 14-year-old. I was like, you what? He's like, I raped this 14-year-old. He starts crying. gives me a big hug. He's just like, fuck, 300-pound guy. I'm like, oh, shit. He must be fuckered, man. Like, what's he talking about? I didn't take him seriously at first. He comes driving down this way. He's like, you know what? I come to realize I'm Jesus Christ, and I can do anything I fucking want to. And watch this. Bam! And he smashed into this fucking guy right there, pinned him in between that fucking truck. And so I fucking, I hop out, I look over, the guy's pinned there. I mean, like, freight train riders know this. Like, if you get pinned between something, do not fucking move that shit, otherwise you bleed out. He's right. Like, motherfucker, I, I ran in, I grabbed the keys, he's fucking sitting there like nothing even happened. And like, fucking, like, man, if you started driving that car around again, man, there would have been a hell of a lot of bodies around here. Fucking, I hop on out, and so I grab the bag, I threw it over by that pole right there, and then fucking Buddy gets out, and these two women are trying to help him. He runs up and he grabs one of them, man. Like, a guy that big can snap a woman's neck like a pencil stick. So I fucking ran up behind him with a hatchet. <laughs> smash, smash, smash. Yeah. Smash, the, the lady smash, said you saved her life. Smash. She was the one who got grabbed by that fucker. You know what? Fuck is cool. That guy ain't. Shit. How, how'd you how'd you get in his car? How how did you? I was hitchhiking. I was well. Good thing I was hitchhiking. Yeah. People say don't hitchhike. Well, this is what happens. Was well, yeah. Well, at least I was here. So he did this on purpose. Dude, that guy was fucking cooked out, man. Like he'd be on howling. Like I don't even see any breath in him. You know what I'm saying? Can, can I get your name and where you're from, if you if you don't mind? I'm Kai. Can I get spelling for you? Straight out of Dogtown, K-A-I. K-A-I, do you have a last name? <laughs> no, bro, I don't have anything. <laughs> where, where, where are you from originally? Are you from Fresno area? Sophia, West Virginia. No kidding. How old are West you? West Virginia. I can't call it. Okay. What, have you ever experienced anything like today? And what made you take the actions that you did? That woman was in danger. He just finished uh, what looked like at the time killing somebody. And if I hadn't have done that, he would have killed more people. So, yeah. he's dead. Good. You ever experienced anything like that, Kai? Well, this one time, I was in an orchard, uh -oh. and this fucking guy starts, starts beating on this woman who he calls his. So I walked on over, and I started smashing him in the head. I can't, you, see all these, you see all these teeth marks right here for the camera? Yeah, I started smashing him in the head and in the teeth, busted out all his teeth. Motherfucking the sheriffs, not the policy enforcers, fucking show up and start like, uh, they're like, yeah, so what, what happened? I mean, like, uh, just give me any old name and just give me old uh, fucking birthday, whatever, just, yeah. What happened today after, after the, did you, you're obviously free now, but were you arrested? What was the process? What did they do to you when they came out? Obviously, they found out that you did the right thing, but the time that from the accident until now, where have you been? What was well, he started, he started following I, like, I, I cleaved his motherfucking head wide open with a hatchet. He stood up like he was pulled right up, right? 
And like, fuck it, I'm like, I'm like, bro, hey, if you're fucking Jesus Christ, I'll be the Antichrist, man. Like, fuck oh that shit. Oh my God. And he starts this following me off this way. So I figure I'll lure him right away from the crowd. So I'm running off this way. I, I, got a, I got a hatchet in one hand, motherfucking um, this bag I'm carrying over with another hand. I start running off that way. And so uh, a, a couple of the people who was bystanders to it came over and told me to stop. And I was like, why stop? And he was like, the, the cops are already on their way. I was like, is he back up and doing anything? And somebody said that he was like masturbating in front of this school or fucking whatever this place is right here. What? Yeah. Did, were, were you questioned by police? Were you taken into custody? What happened? I mean, obviously. I was questioned. I was, I was put into the back of the uh, sheriff's wagon. It wasn't the policies that fucking pulled that over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I got put in the back of the uh, sheriff's wagon. The sheriff was like, what happened here? Took down a statement. I told him everything I just told you. And fucking... Um, let me on out, said I couldn't grab all this stuff until uh, I, I, had, I had finished, like, they had finished with something, you know what I mean? And, like, brought me back on over here so I could be in front of this thing, like, this fucking car right here. It was fucking gnarly, man. Holy shit. It's like the biggest wave I've ever ridden in my life. Yeah, surfer, dude. What's next for you, Kai? Hopefully some surfing. I, if anybody's watching this somewhere else and they got a, a mini mile that they could lend a guy with a wetsuit, I'd love to test out Mavericks. Would you do it again? Club him in the head with a hatchet? You know, if I could go back in time, I'd go back over to where I was at that recycling center and he said that he had raped that chick over in the Virgin Islands, because it doesn't matter where you at. You can fucking just spend a bunch of money and do whatever the fuck you want, you know, that's not right. If I, if I could go back in time, I would have dabbed him up right there. No, you're not, I mean, you doesn't seem like you have any concern for yourself. You're all about, I mean, doing the right thing and, and not even worrying about Kai first. I don't have any family. Like, as far as, as far as anybody I grew up with is concerned, I'm already dead. So, whatever. Wow. That was amazing. That is, that is the greatest TV interview, live TV interview that has ever fucking happened. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The the uh, Charles Manson interviews are pretty incredible. <laughs> we'll get to that one day. Yeah. Well, actually, I I, I would compare his uh, Kai, his charisma. I, I would say he's got a very Manson esque charisma. I'm I'm glad you made that comparison where he's got that sort of manic cadence and and it's very charming. But you're also kind of a little frightened of him. So he gets huge. Yeah. I mean that had five million views alone. Yeah. Uh, and and full disclosure, I actually signed up for this dude's fan page. I was so taken by that interview. I was like, man, like that's incredible. Uh, rather than be known as the hatchet wielding hitchhiker, Kai prefers to be known as Kai the home free hitchhiker. Though the hatchet moniker kind of sticks. People eventually discover that his real name is Caleb Lawrence McGilvery, or McGilvery, excuse me. And that he is 28 years old. Mm -hmm. And also they discover that he is, in fact, not from West Virginia, as he said, but oh. from Canada. Uh, oh. Hmm. Additionally, though Kai states, I don't have any family. As far as anyone I grew up with is concerned, I'm already dead. Those folks would say different. Interesting. Yeah. Where is this going? They find his parents. Uh, the two divorced when Kai was four. Their names okay. are Shirley and Gil. So you've got uh, Gil McGillivary. Okay, sure. <laughs> A cloud. 
That's a callback to our first episode right there. Oh, my God. Uh, his mother surely says of his claim, quote, he has a family that misses him. Aww. He has a family that loves him. There have been some attempts, but we have no way of contacting him. He knows my number. My number hasn't changed. If he calls and wants our help, we're there for him. Holy shit. His father, Gil, remembers him fondly, saying he loved to play guitar and play the drums at the music stores. Oh, really? Wow. What? No. You're kidding me. <laughs> Sorry, for the listeners, for listeners, Kai was, was his hair is, um... I mean, you would heard him speak, right? Yeah, yeah. It just, will not shock you to learn. He has, like, a sublime reggae song that he wrote and fantastic. played on live TV. Um, he is wearing, like, a bandana around his hair. His hair is gnarly looking, like it could definitely be dreadlocked, but he's not gonna dreadlock it. And, uh, yeah, he's, like, a total surfer dude. Yeah. Like, he, li- literally, he does not have a home. He, he just lives on the streets. Uh, sorry, continued quote from his father, Gil. He was a really talented musician. That was his dream, I thought, to be a rock star. They also spoke on Kai's troubled past, with his father discussing Kai's lifelong behavioral problems and a youth spent in treatment homes. Quote, He was in treatment homes until he turned 18, and then they cut him loose and washed their hands of him. Caleb made accusations that he was physically and mentally abused at one of the homes. The system let my son down. So wait, what was he in treatment for? Behavioral issues that they did not elaborate on. Okay. On May 10th of that year, Kai posts a Mother's Day essay on his Facebook in which he alleged that he was beaten by family members from the age of two and locked alone in a room for 20 hours a day. When he would act out, he was hit with brooms and pushed into cold showers. His mother's qualified the claims as untrue and says that the claims were the result of his mood disorders. Uh, she, however, chose not to elaborate on the specifics or nature of said mood disorders. Interesting. Gill lost custody of Kai after the divorce, though Kai did show up at his home in December of 2010 to try and convince him to leave his new wife and three children in pursuit of some sort of renewed father-son relationship. Gil commented on the incident, saying, I believe that Caleb didn't like the fact that I remarried and that I didn't rescue him from the treatment home, that I have three kids from my present wife. But my children, they love their brother. And... What the fuck? After Kai's viral interview, he actively pushed away contact with his family. Another quote from Gil. Caleb didn't want to have anything to do with me. He thought I was trying to get into the public notoriety of his rise to fame because of being his dad. That wasn't the way it was going to happen, but I respected his wishes because he's an adult. Gil, by the way, has remained a vocal supporter of his son in the intervening years. So now you know a little more about what influenced the man. Uh, I think I know a fucking lot more, Tom. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This is insanity. All of the, like, the, the, the thing that gets me is how, like, this altercation brought to life so, brought, brought all of this to light. How yeah. this, like, one, oh my god. Sorry, continue. I'm fucking loving this. Kai will go on to appear on a host of other TV interviews, even appearing on Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy Live. Jimmy Kimmel! Yeah. Kai meets tons of his fans as he bounces from couch to couch across the country, playing music as he goes. This continues for four months 
riding on the wave of his unstable charisma. And then, on May 11th, he meets Joseph Galfi Jr., a 73-year-old lawyer. Galfi was unaware of Kai's internet fame and, after learning Kai was headed to Jersey, offered to let him stay at his ranch-style home just south of Newark. Whoa, uh, where is this going? Where are you leading me? I'm a thirsty horse and I'm concerned we won't be getting water. In a statement he would later provide to police... Um, what? Kai had a few beers and ate hamburgers at Galfi's ranch house before passing out. He claims that he suspects they were drugged because he later came to on the floor of a dark room. Tom! Thomas! Thomas Lockney Third. Did any of you realize that this was going to be a true crime story? I do not Thomas, think that you did. Thomas, I was just fucking binge streamlining my favorite murder into my ear holes. I'm in full Karen Georgia mode. What? Holy shit. What? <laughs> Liam, listeners, it goes places. Yeah, we're on a dark floor in a basement. After eating McDrugged Burgers. According to Kai, Galfi was on top of him, naked, attempting to sexually assault him. Kai struck him in the head, killing him, though he would not discover what he'd done until after his arrest. My God. In a conversation with Vocative, Kai said, quote, Do I feel bad that he's dead? It's a human life, so, I mean, yeah. Do I feel bad that he raped me? I feel embarrassed. Like, I think it's disgusting. I feel all sorts of emotions and stuff that I wouldn't wish on anyone else. The following Monday, police found Galfi, or say that they found Galfi, in his bed, dressed only in his underwear and socks. On Tuesday, Kai posted the following on Facebook. Quote, What would you do if you woke up with a groggy head, metallic taste in your mouth, in a stranger's house, and started retching, realized that someone had drugged and raped you, what would you do? Authorities call this post, quote, pretty much self-serving. How? Oh, okay, right. I forgot that, um... Cops are the fucking worst. I was gonna say, to normal people, rape is kind of a black and white situation. Let me rephrase that. (laughs) To normal people, rape is kind of a, like, good-bad situation. Like, there's, uh... Let me rephrase that again. God damn it. How do I want to say this? To normal people, like, if someone says, Hey, I was raped, you're gonna be like, That was a horrible thing, and I would like to get you justice. But in the real world, it's like... I am I am not going to believe you for a very long time. Uh, they also cite the hatchet incident, saying he's been known to use the back of a hatchet. Hey, guys, different situation, I would say. It's so weird how, like, they forgot about fucking context. They also say that the murder was, quote, thought out. Uh, though they oh, do yeah. Conce- yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, though they do concede that the encounter was sexual in nature. Kai fires back uh, with some kind of whack shit, if we're being honest. Um, Uh He says, they lied to the media and said he was found in his bed. They lied to the media and said it was a romp. That's fucking disgusting. Uh, Do you know how many hot chicks? Never mind. Even if I was gay, do you know (laughs) how many hot guys wanted to fuck me? 
after that shit in California, I'm not even being vain. It's just a fact. Like, no offense, but Galfie was not a looker. Hey, everybody pro- processes trauma differently, but, like, that is some, like, fucking gross shit to say. The part where it seems like he's not, he's, like, kind of gay bashing is is uh, yeah. not great. The, like, they're not hot enough for me. The the nascent homophobia is really gross. Uh, if if the that authorities... is, no, that's gross. I, that I'm not gonna like try to defend. Yeah, authorities definitely don't treat rape as seriously as they should. Um, no way. I've known several uh, rape victims who I mean, like I like. Hey, everybody listening, you know somebody that was raped. You 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 do, mm-hmm. and uh, and you might not know it. Probably because the police are fucking terrible at actually doing their goddamn jobs when it comes to rape. Yep. (sighs) Kai also claims that authorities destroyed evidence that would prove he had been drugged and that they also failed to examine him for sexual assault even after giving his official statement to police. So he was never given a rape kit, which is like, Uh, you know, heinous. This fucking world. A few months after his arrest, Kai cuts his carotid artery. Or carotid artery, excuse me. Oh, man. He survives, fortunately. But he says, quote, I felt really down and out to the point where I was just, I just wanted to die. And in November of 2013, a grand jury indicts Kai for murder. Fucking what? He is, as of this recording, still in prison. My God. Since arriving in prison, Kai has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Uh, though he's skeptical of the veracity of this diagnosis, during this time, he has crafted a handwritten federal lawsuit, which can be found on the Facebook page, Kai the Hitchhiker Legal Support Page. This suit, which names 19 defendants, is based on the grounds that his rights to due process were violated through the destruction of evidence and the failure to collect evidence. Agreed. Kai's time in prison has not been made easier by his lawsuit. He claims that correctional officers have thrown away several of the legal books donated to him and that he is no longer allowed to use the jail's law library. As of the time of the writing of the July 14th vocative piece, from which much of this information has been drawn, he had been placed in 23-hour-a-day isolation since February. So February, March, April, May, June. June that's like oh five that's... and a half months. Pure isolation that drives a person insane. Yeah. My uh, fucking God. Regardless, his research has been exhaustive. If you go to this, this is not like your average support page on Facebook. I I went on there and and there are 218 photographs just currently of legal documents that have some pretty compelling evidence in his favor. There is evidence to suggest that he was raped, uh, including blood on Galfi's penis, as well as uh, Galfi's ejaculate, which conflicts with the prosecutor's claim that the rape kit used on Galfi found no semen or blood. There was blood in Galfi's ejaculate? Uh, there was blood on Galfi's underwear, and there was also Galfi's ejaculate cool, on cool, his cool, underwear. Cool, cool, cool. I didn't know if they like found ejaculate that also had blood in it. Media majors! <laughs> You know what? Even if we're not joking about cum, it always it's goes gonna back. show up. Yeah. It's gonna rear its ugly head. This also conflicts with the prosecutor's claim that the rape kit used on Galfi found no semen or blood. 
there are also several other discrepancies, like why was no rape kit used on Kai, that are outlined on the Facebook page in this mountain of court documents. The trial for Kai's motion to dismiss is on March 27th, 2017, but despite his years of work, he's still very nervous about his prospects. Quote, it's not going to be a trial at all. It's going to be a fucking lynching. So that's where our story comes to a close. I, you know, it sounds like Kai has had sort of a confusing life. And he, I mean, he told the story. It seems like he's definitely done violent things. Like he told that other story where he beat the guy in the orchard and he hit this guy with a hatchet. But I like, I, I just want to state that I personally believe Kai if somebody tells you that they've been raped and your first inclination is skepticism, uh, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, law enforcement has a history of just being the fucking... I mean, we've talked about this earlier, but, like, in college, I had very personal experience with this because a lot... Of, there was a, a serial rapist that I knew. You did not... Hold on. You did not know at the time, though, right? Like, you... Somebody came to me uh-huh. and told me about this. And uh, from that point on, it took about a year to get the college to do anything. And the college's response was not to expel him, but to just say, oh, you're not allowed to live on campus anymore. And I went to college in a small town. There was not housing. So he basically had no choice but to leave. But there is nothing on his permanent record to suggest that he raped the uh, 14 women that I know of or that everybody there knows what a of fucker what an ugly piece of dog shit you know I, like people provided statements to the police the police did not do anything um, the people provided multiple accounts to the college god it, it, I mean 14 not all of the 14 women provided their accounts but the authorities are fucking useless when it comes to rape it's fucking wild so I I, I I, I believe Kai. I think that that is... I, I feel confident in my belief that he was raped and acted in self-defense. And, you know, there you go. We give our fucking takes here on Medium Ages, okay? Mm-hmm. Whew. Damn, Tom. Fuck, dude. Fuck All right. Shit. All right, everybody. Well, we're at the end of our podcast, and that means that we were at our final segment, the self-care corner, because sometimes we talk about things like how cops can't do fucking... even the bare minimum to help rape victims so we like to balance that out sometimes things on this podcast get real sad and maybe they can make you kind of mad that's why we started fuck that's why we got rid of those silly ads for self-care corner hey how was that that, that was, was a good. Right that was that was like a, a, a regular blue verified Griffin McElroy jingle. Look at that shit. Damn, homie. Can you believe I've spent money at improv school? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one quick thing. Um, last episode that we released, I talked about um, the Al Capone vault, and I compared it to Rachel Maddow's recent Trump tax uh, thing. And I don't know if you saw this, Tom. Her Trump tax reveal episode, highest rating for her in years. Mm-hmm. Told you. Mm-hmm. You did. So this has been Liam Seniors Told You So Corner. Yeah, you were, you, man, you were right on the money. Um, 
My real self-cook corner, though, uh, I learned how to make french fries from scratch at home. They're great. They're incredible. Like, standard English pub chips. Ooh. I did it. They're delicious. The secret? The secret? Blanching. My self-care corner this week. Mine's another, I, I, you know, I like to get personal on this show. I had, I think I talked about this a while ago, a friend of mine who I hadn't spoken to in years. Uh, texted me out of the blue, and it was so nice. We had this great conversation, and uh, he and I ended up not being able to hang out. But he texted me earlier in the week, and he said, "Hey, I'm sorry we haven't gotten to hang out. I'm moving to North Carolina, but if you ever need a place to, if you're ever in the area and you ever need a place to crash, my apartment is always open to you." Can I tell you a quick story that's like this that I think about maybe once a week now that since it's happened? Do it. So I'm at my old job I had um, when we first started this podcast where I was working at my col- at the college I graduated from. And I get a Facebook message with uh, two other people in it. And uh, these two ca- uh, guys I went to high school with, um, we were all great friends in like early lower school. And then kind of drifted apart a little bit in middle school and high school. And uh, we just had this wonderful Facebook chat, the three of us, just talking about how we used to play. Uh, one of my friends saw a bunch of kids playing superheroes or something, and he was like, I, I was right there with you. Like, I, that's what we used to do. And it was so great how the three of us, even when we were in high school, were like at different places socially and stuff, just had this wonderful conversation. And then we ended with the, if you're ever in New York, if you're ever in this place, if you're ever in this place. And it's, I I feel like people throw that around a lot, but when you, when it's said and it's meant, it's such a nice, like, It's so powerful. Branch. It's such a powerful, like... I love being an adult now, and I can say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just such a great feeling. I'm so glad that you got to, to experience that. It's so wonderful. So my self-care corner this week is the everlasting bond of friendship, of true mm-hmm. friendship. Been for, You and I have been friends since, like, 06. Oh, my God. Something We've crazy been like for that. over a decade now. It's awesome. Speaking of awesome, this is super important. It's a big – we always come back to it in the self-care corner. Guys, we're almost at 300 downloads. That's fucking crazy. We were at 200 downloads, like, like less than two ago. weeks. Like, a week ago. Oh, my God. What the fuck? This is incredible. That's we're, so awesome. Uh, we're posting episode 33 tonight, and this is going to go out on the 27th. Um just because we wanna, we wanna stay topical, even though it feels nice to have some in the bank. I wanna, I want this to be kind of a little more current. And I just want to thank you guys again. I mean, it's so incredible that anybody, that anybody, anybody listens, listens to, to us. us. We're dumb idiot dudes. If you, <sighs> if you like the show, uh, leave us a rating or review on iTunes. That helps us get discovered. You know what? I'm gonna. I would really appreciate if we could just get one rating or review in the next month. Yeah. I, I, I would love that. Just a rating review on iTunes. You don't, it doesn't even have to be good. Yeah. It, it'll it'll help the podcast, and we want to get – I want to get this on a network. I want to get this podcast big because I think it's good, and I think it can do some great things. Yeah. And I want, it to, I, want, I want it to be all of us, not just Tom and I. I want it to be all of us that get it there, and I think we can do it. Sorry, yeah. I'm just so fucking giddy. We're almost at 300 downloads, and this has been insane. Liam is so giddy, and it's very cute. 
uh yeah or or let a friend know we don't advertise so we basically just have word of mouth and itunes discoverability um you can send in your self-care corner if you would like just a thing that brightened your day or made you happy that week uh email us at media majors podcast at gmail.com follow us on twitter at media majors cast uh if you think that there's a good story tom and i should check out feel free to email to us i would love to get story submissions if you have a fun media related story that's not movies or tv or video games or, or internet and you know we're looking at we're thinking music comic books stuff like that uh and you want to tell it shoot us an email let's work something out i think that would yeah. be so much fun history right. holy shit if you have a great history story i don't care oh yeah uh all right oh, that, I think- um uh, I make music under the name Sword Dinosaur. I just put out a new album. I'd really appreciate it if you guys checked it out. It's called Crude. Sword Dinosaur. Not sore like uh, open sore. Sore like flying. Uh, at Bandcamp, just Google that. It's lo-fi hip-hop. If you're a teenager who smokes weed in the suburbs, I think you and I are going to get along just fine. All right, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, no matter what you've done, you deserve respect. Even if you make mistakes, you're lovable. And it doesn't matter your look, skills, or age, or size, or anything, you're worthwhile. No one could ever take that away from you. Now.